You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, with your hosts, Eric Provoznik, Jim Culver, Marty Zamora, and Christine Leninger. Hi, my name is Peter Jesperson. You're listening to All Over the Place, the podcast where the fun sanity never ends. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. I'm your host, Eric Provoznik. And on a very special Boxing Day episode of All Over the Place. And with, as always, Jim Culver. Welcome, Jim. How you doing, Hoser? So, some may say, how's it going, eh? But I don't want to get too uh, too cliche this evening, but it's going all right. All right. Even though, even though I don't have a jelly. Also, Christine Leninger in the house. Hey there. Hello. And back with us, not pulling the George Jefferson in absentia he's back in the house marty zamora how are you my friend ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages the all over the place podcast proudly brings to you nay triumphantly brings to you the return of marty the dancing monkey zamora (laughs) gets worse from here i think i peaked And, and and the crowd went wild all right, we're all back in the house, like I said, for a special Canadian-style Boxing Day threefer today. Our threefer this evening will be top three Canadian actors or actress, whatever you want to go with. And the plus one tonight is our favorite Canadian band, Not Rush. Although I don't think any of us, Mar- Marty, I know, is a huge Rush fan. I- I'm not sure where Christine and Jim stand if they if that was a caveat that we need to have for them. Russ is not my favorite Canadian man. I didn't need that caveat. We'll figure that out later because we're going to start with Miss Christine this evening. We're going to go go with you. We're going clockwise tonight, not counterclockwise. Oh, well, shoot. Okay. Well, I guess I oh, will. Oh, geez, she's frozen up, eh? You're throwing off the whole rotation, man. Jeez. That's <laughs> right, man. Uh, okay, so. <clears throat> so, number three on my list uh, for our Favorite Canadian actor. I'm going with Will Arnett today. Nice. Like. Yeah. He um, is an amazing Batman <laughs> in Lego form. And um, yeah, uh, Arrested Development. Just so many great things that he's done. Former spouse of um, Tina. Oh, not Tina. Polar. Amy Polar. The dog agrees. She's distracting me because she just can't wait. And very, you know, I I swear to God, we need to make this a portion of the show, a feature of the show. If you had under two and a half minutes before the dogs would come into the show, you are our winner. I don't know what the prize is, but you are our winner. And on on behalf of Mabel, and I'm not sure if Loopy jumped in on that one. I think it was just Mabel. It was just Mabel. You are our winner. And, you know, to their credit, last show, if you listen to it, they were silent. They were so good. Not a peep from either one of them. Not a single whimper. And but if today, you did notice course, that, please know that we did not kill them or muzzle them. They are back. That is proof that they are alive and we are not. We, we love our dogs. Proof yes. of life there. Proof of life. Thank you, Marty. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's mine. My number three, Will Arnett. Go. He's, Excellent. Yeah. He's great. He's he's him on Arrested Development. One of the funniest at performances ever. Illusions, Michael. <laughs> few, few people play. So funny. Few people will be able to play self-unaware better than Will Arnett as Joe. Absolutely. 
definitely. Is that your favorite, Christine? Your favorite uh, Will Arnett? Um, I go? actually really love him as Lego Batman. I think he's amazing. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> yeah. And as and, and the the Reese's Reese's peanut butter cup spokesman as well. Yes. His deadpan is unrivaled at the moment. Absolutely. All right, Jim, over to you. Okay. Yeah, I've got my uh, my gloves here for Boxing Day. Um, okay, so my... That's not what it's about, but okay. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're Americans. What do we know? Yeah. I thought it was, thought it was Canadian Day to celebrate bo- the sport of boxing. Um, yeah, and I thought that was a play on words. You were being hilarious. <laughs> Great. Yes. All right. My, uh, my first pick is an actor I've been a fan of for quite a while. Um, just, just guy who just oozes charisma, incredibly funny, talented guy. And he's one of those actors that like, you know, you know, occasionally you just have an actor when he, as soon as he shows up on the screen, even if it's for a cameo, you have a little, a little party in your brain. Like, yes, I get to, <laughs> this is going to be fun. And this, that that's, this guy's on, on my list for that. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> love, love yes. that guy. Been, been a, been a fan going back to probably when he was on Buffy back in the late nineties, early two thousands. And of course, I mean, Firefly, uh, Serenity, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, uh, the show Castle with another Canadian, Stanakotic. Uh, no, also a really good show. Uh, yeah, little known fact that was indeed filmed in Canada. Not not a big surprise considering every show is filmed. Yeah. There, but, uh, <laughs> Plus, I totally made that up. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true, though. Probably Vancouver. Yeah. It's a bunch of Canadian actors in Vancouver. We're, we're New Yorkers, eh? But uh, yeah, great. But yeah, fun show. Uh, he, you know, he, he cameos in every James Gunn movie. He's like James Gunn's good luck charm. Uh, and just every time he's on screen, he does something entertaining or funny or, or interesting. I just, I, I get such a kick at him because he never takes himself too seriously. He's actually a really good dramatic actor, but he doesn't show it very often. He almost always has kind of a, a whimsical take on everything. Uh, just, just a lot of fun to watch, and I'm a huge fan. What's life without whimsy? <laughs> Indeed, whimsy is fun. Yes. Um, all right, Marty, over to you. All right, all right, all right. Well, mine are are not uh, any surprise. Uh, just being edged out by my number two, and it was close. Is uh, Mister Rubberface himself, Jim Carrey? Ah. Um, I know he's uh doing stuff now but uh i mean i i love so many things he's he's in um the first time i really fell in love was dumb and dumber i mean i couldn't breathe and i know it's dumb it's fart jokes like it's just dumb the dumbest stuff but man i can't help it i'm a big dumb guy i can't i just laugh and laugh and laugh and uh you know and then he did a bunch of others you know whole list of stuff me myself and irene and uh, you know, all of the uh, Ace Ventura, I love the Ace Ventura. Cable Guy wasn't even really that good, but hey, he was Jim Carrey. Cable Guy was, ve- I say I say the name, Cable Guy was very good. It was, it was a subtle awesome. It was it was odd, so people thought it wasn't any good, but I loved it. Uh, Truman Show was great. Yep. Uh, what else? I mean, even the ones that I wasn't Man really a big fan of. Bruce well, Almighty? Yeah, Matt, that one is way up there for me, Man on the Moon. Um, plus, you know, Bruce Almighty, Liar, Liar, those kind of ones are just, you know. They're just fun. They're just yeah. uh, production movies. They went out and made a movie, and it was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, Jim Carrey, I've just, he, 
it's goofball comedy, but it's the Three Stooges for me. It's so good. I just just love the guy. I, I think with him, the fact that he was much like Robin Williams of a generation or a half generation prior, Jim Carrey can pull off dramatic. I think just as well as he can pull off comedic. And I, I point to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as a yeah. example oh of that. That is yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies. Love, love that. Know movie. the woman you love, folks. Oh. Know the woman you love. <laughs> he's and great in that. <laughs> yeah, he's great in that movie. And it complete 180 from his normal personality, but he's he's fantastic in that. Yeah, he yeah. had a really good run there for about 10 years from the mid-90s to the mid to the early mid-early 2000s. And uh yeah, just yeah, an incredible run there. I don't know what what in the world happened to him after that, but uh, I, I have enjoyed him in the Sonic movies recently. He's a, he's a lot of fun as the, you know. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a, a good villain. A villain in a, in, a, in a video game movie. Is there a better fit for, for an actor? <laughs> Never. Yeah. But, uh, Literally but yeah, curling he, a mustache. Exactly. Yeah. So he's a lot of fun in that, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, it's been, a, it's been a, a rough ride lately with him, but uh, yeah, he had a really good run there. And yeah, I remember being a teenager seeing the first Ace Ventura on the screen and just so weird and bizarre and funny and uh, that that one bit where he's pretending to be a crazy person, uh, obsessed with football, and he does an entire football play in slow mo, yeah. and then and then in reverse. I, I mean, I that gets me every single time. Like as a kid, I laughed so hard my parents would be looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" But it was it's such a funny how he can how he can pull that off. I don't know, but it was hilarious. But yeah, he, yeah, he's he had a, a pretty a pretty amazing run there for a while. I'm glad you went that way. You you laughed so hard as a kid, especially. I laughed so hard I peed my pants, eh? That's good. <laughs> your parents were worried about you. I like that that story better. And to answer your question, and uh, I think you and I have talked about this uh, off uh, off show, but have you seen the, uh, I think it's me and Andy, the documentary about the Mickey Man of the Moon? I think that's when he just snapped. I think he got too deeply, again, I could be wrong, but judging from the stuff that came after, things... He was, he was more off kilter after that one, and my God, he he did such an amazing Andy Kaufman. I, I it's it's I'm not an, I'm not a psychologist, nor have I played one on stage, but that'd be my guess where where things kind Hollywood of does people. things to you. Hollywood uh, it messes with good people. It it turns you upside down. It I mean, look at all. I don't need to say this. Hollywood <laughs> is you know obviously crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even even yeah, ultra nice. You want to be there. Canadians, yes. But all right, well, everyone is going in a in a comedic vein, so I'm I'm gonna mix things up here. My number three, or as Marty would say, I'm gonna go the Mar Marty method here and going bronze, silver, gold. My bronze goes to the mighty, and you, as far as I'm concerned, you have to put the mighty in front of this guy's name, Michael Ironside. Absolutely. You want intense. You know, as soon as you see him up on the screen, you're going to get it. Ever since I first yeah. saw him back on V, the final battle, when he came on to help yeah. out another Canadian who did not make my list, Mark Singer. <laughs> that's that's when I Michael Ironside got my attention with that one. And the dogs love my selection as well. Michael Ironside is the shit. And whether it's that it's a very small role where I think he's the one who cuffed uh, Timothy Hutton and uh, Dr. Snowman at the end. I think he played the FBI agent who did that. Mabel, we love you. Would you please be quiet? We're on a tight ship around this joint. 
Almost, we can, we all it takes is a squirt gun. Uh, we, 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 we have a, a, a water bottle. We just threaten that, and she shushes. Anyway, but Michael Ironside, whether, it is. whether it's that or uh, Starship Troopers, he played oh. a, an amazing badass in that. Oh, yeah. And then it was there. That's what I'm talking about, the water bottle. That is the, That's going to make us shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the water. No, please, not the water. Uh, and then I loved his very, very brief appearance on the my favorite TV show of all time, Justified. And he came, when I saw him on screen, I knew Raylan. Raylan gets got out of everything. Yeah, he got the occasional ass whooping. But Michael Ironside and just the interplay that he had with, with Raylan Givens. Yeah, very good. Very I, good. I, I love Michael Ironside. That's my number three. I Cannot agree. go wrong with that choice. Wholeheartedly. Yes, yes, definitely in the category of greatest Canadian actors of all time. Yeah. I mean, he was, he made himself a believable badass with an ill fitting helmet fighting <laughs> insects, giant insects, and he still pulled it off. Oh, absolutely. He was one of the highlights of, of Starship Troopers. Absolutely. Again, almost every line he had in that movie was gold. It was, it was, and he delivered it so well. Hence, why I, from the time I saw him until now and beyond, the mighty Michael Ironside. That's my bronze. Christine, over to you for your middle middle pick, whether you call it a number two or silver or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, so my middle, my silver pick, if you will, um, goes to John Candy from the SCTV days. Um, he's a treasure. He's a Canadian treasure. Um, bit of a Chicago treasure as well with Uncle Buck, you know, and um, the other movies that he's appeared in, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. His catalog of movies is too long to list. <laughs> he's just amazing and just... Um, you know, the guy that everybody wants to know. And he seemed like he would be, you know, if you ju judge it by the people that you want to have a beer with, he's definitely on that list, right? Hang on a second. A beer? Well. <laughs> Multiple beers. There's a good chance he liked a, a good too many of those. But, you know, hey. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who had only had a movie career of about 10 15 years he had a really uh he, he had he had a lot of roles i mean he did really well and uh you know he never had a ton of range i mean you know you say jfk you know more a little more dramatic work but generally speaking he kind of played variations on himself but he was such a likable uh presence that it, nobody really cared you were happy to just have more and more of that guy he was such a such a um a cheerful, uh, likable presence. And you could tell he just really wanted to be that. He wanted to be liked and he wanted to be likable. And and uh, that really kind of showed through on the screen with him and just kind of a big, jolly guy. And I know he probably had some uh, some some underlying uh, darkness under that. Uh, I've certainly read some things that suggested he was, you know, he kind of had to deal with some, some depression and low self-esteem issues and things like that. But he just really came off as such a, a, a goofy, charming fellow on screen that you know you're happy to just see him in everything even if it's just him uh you know i i would have been happy to see another 10 15 years of him if had he stuck around that long yeah he's okay <laughs> oh, oh marty stir it baby stir it marty stir it 
My introduction, I didn't have SCTV, or I, I wasn't aware of SCTV. So for me, 1981, my introduction, actually, I guess my introduction to, uh, to him would have been more in Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Three Orange Whips, would have been Blues Brothers. But my yeah. most memorable with him is Dewey the Ox, Oxenberger in Stripes. <laughs> The ultimate lean, yes, lean, lean fighting, fighting machine. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Rest well, in see, peace, John Candy. My dad used to watch FCTV um, on Sunday nights. Sunday nights? I'm not sure. But whatever night it was on, my dad always used to watch that. So I was exposed to all of those, uh, the Canadian comedy troupe from a young, very young age, probably too young. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's never too young to laugh, folks. Never too sure. young. <laughs> that and Monty Python, right? But we'll cover Britain another day. <laughs> Says the guy whose father sat him down to watch Animal House at age nine. So sure. yeah, never too young. <laughs> okay, who's next? <laughs> wow. Okay, Jim, to you. Okay, my second pick is an actor that was a. Uh, his kind of a kind of a staple screen presence when I was growing up, but sadly his career didn't last nearly as long as it should have. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Mm. Uh, yes. And just, you know, kind of the, you think about it, kind of the oddest leading man, especially in the eighties, you know, kind of short, skinny, uh, you know, goofy, energetic, like a little hyper chihuahua running around on screen, <laughs> but, uh, but had really great comic timing and, and just kind of an inherent likability. Uh, and uh, just got in, just had one really good lead role after another. Of course, Marty McFly and and uh, Doc Hollywood and so many other great roles. Uh, sadly, mainline by Park, uh, mainstream by Parkinson's uh, in the '90s, and hasn't been seen much since. Uh, there was a there was a really good documentary about him that just came out uh, this past year called Still. Uh, mm -hmm. oh, worth, worth checking out if you get the chance. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just an all around great actor. Uh, I, I recently rewatched uh, the Frighteners, which is just oh, yeah. forgot about that. One of the most chaotic Halloween movies you could ever watch. Just it's just completely off the wall nuts by by Peter Jackson before he got into Lord of the Rings. But uh, but man, Michael J. Fox did such a good job of grounding even even the craziest material like that uh, with that with that screen presence he had. So uh, yeah, really really good actor. Sorely missed. Sadly, is probably never make a comeback with his health issues. But uh, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of memorable roles there. So, yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, my, my mom and I, and my stepdad watching them. I think it was Tuesday nights, I think, um, <laughs> you know, I was a kid and it was a pretty wholesome show and just, I mean, it, you're right. He was a kind of a, uh, a winner for some reason. You just liked him. He was kind of small, little bit uh, nerdy or whatever but man so likable and uh with the briefcase and and being a republican and all that it was just you know it was just fun it was so fun and we, we watched every week loved it something uh my parents and i had in common well he was also great nice. at doing that like boy next door thing and then his signature voice crack you know <laughs> um which david spade did amazingly on saturday night live yep Mallory, Mallory. The way the way he did it was perfect, though. Casualties yeah, <laughs> of war. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and heck yeah! Like we grew up watching him on Family Family Ties, and then got into you know um, being Teen Wolf and um, uh, 
you know, Back to the Future. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and, and Marty, actually, that that was the Thursday night, and that's back. That's when the Juggernaut, yeah. the Brandon Tartikoff at NBC created Cosby Show at eight, Family Ties eight thirty, yeah, Cheers at nine, there. and Night Court at nine thirty. Which yes. I believe, when it first started, was NYPD Blue still on? I think that that was your Probably. Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> juggernaut. Yeah, for sure. It's a heck of a lineup. Take that, network TV now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, Jim, to you. I just went. I believe it's Marty Stern. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You, that was my favorite. I can go again folks, if you want, but you know. Folks, I swear to God, <laughs> last time, what? We, we still have um, it here. That is some good drink I made for you. Wild hair. We're still, we, <laughs> we haven't, con we have contacted you, contacted you. <laughs> we have contacted you by the time this show will be, be dropping. But now it is the lovely Bloody Mary that, that Christine made for me. Thank you, my dear. So, Marty, over to you. That's actually made with Kirkland well, vodka, which is rumored to be Grey Goose, but. It, Group Kirkland vodka is very nice. It is very nice. I've been drinking it for years as a cocktail vodka. It's very good. A little tahine around the edge. Good stuff. So uh, for my second pick, I'm going to, uh, you know, I went goofy with Jim Carrey and now I'll go a little more. Reeling it back. Serious. And no, I'm not going to do that. John motherfucking Candy. That guy is awesome. I was downplaying it because you stole my guy. Oh, my God. John Candy is the best. He's the funniest fucking guy ever. I love that guy. I mean, what a fat guy. The best. I mean, Uncle Buck. I mean, that's so good. And Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. That's a movie where I find myself where I can't breathe. Love that guy. He's so amazing. Uh, I even, like, I just, he was in some bad movies that I loved him in. And, oh, so good. Anyway, Brewster's Millions, love the guy. I was downplaying it because. Delirious. You stole my guy. Spaceballs. Yes. Spaceballs. Oh. Oh, oh, my gosh. So yes. We're so following you. Spaceballs. So How did I forget about that? We're following you. He's an unsung. He's kind of an, him. He, He's such an unsung hero from that movie because he's got the makeup yeah. on. He's supporting role. It's like you almost forget that it's John Candy in that. Yes. Yes. Right? I yes. Did. And then, uh, you know, Stripes, obviously, you know, <laughs> it was a, a great cast of guys, some known, some unknown. And, man, he was just so good in that. So a great guy in a great movie, John Candy. You can bleep out the mother effing part if you like. but We, we don't bleep do on this show, folks. You deal with it. We're, if you don't do it more than what, my, well, it used to be nine times in a movie, I think maybe ten. <laughs> and that, that's what doomed Planes, Trains, and Automobiles would have been rated PG-13. Had Steve Martin not had that diatribe in front of Edie McClurg, <laughs> needed to happen. Maybe that's right. But on this show, you said it once, Marty. Whatever. <laughs> I think Zach Selwyn said it maybe four times in the course of his appearance. So yeah, yes. whatever. For John Candy, I risked it. Risk the biscuit. You may you, you may have noticed I have a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> whatever. You're John Candy. Deserves two mentions on the show. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> All right, Eric, what's your what's your silver thing? Oh, hang on, I got to change my name here to Eric, co-host. Apparently, All oh, right, there we go. There you I'm go. just keeping it moving, producer. Territorial. Let's go. Let's go. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim stole. I was going to keep a Michael theme for a little bit, but 
there is such a plethora of, of actors from the great white North. My, my, my next one, uh, I was going to go Michael J. Fox because he, what family ties, much like with Marty, that was like the, the family thing. We sat down. We all, all right, very quickly. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Roof. Roof. Thank Roof. you. At least one of you got it. Thank you, Marty. That's what it was. Teen Wolf, Secret of My Success, Hard Way, uh, uh, you know, Doc Hollywood, Michael J. Fox. You felt you, you grew up with him, but uh, but uh, yeah, too good. I'm going to shift now into Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yes. Who, oh. for our parents, was a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. And then for our generation... Thanks to Airplane and then Beyond and, and the name. Uh, well, first off, you know, uh, uh, N- N- Naked Gun from the files of Police Squad. Police Squad, phenomenal show, which doesn't get near the amount of love that it that it deserves. But thank God they made a movie, and unfortunately, they made three movies. But anyhow, Leslie Nielsen, deadpan, extraordinaire, great actor, and that that is going to be my my silver medal. It was supposed to be Michael J. Fox. One of my honorable mentions, Leslie Nielsen, my number two, my bronze, or I'm sorry, my silver medal. Love right. that guy. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, he's probably the only actor that that was a success at comedy and drama by being completely serious in both. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the the deadpan he thing he did. You said that probably. The the deadpan <laughs> thing he did in. Oh, and the Nicky Gun movies, and and oh, so funny. And if he winked, at the, if he winked one time at the at the camera, it would completely ruin those movies. But because he plays it completely straight, it's it's ten times funnier than it should be. And Eric, no surprise for you, I'm sure it's great. The uh, umpire scene, just. <laughs> so good. Well, I over, over the top. <laughs> I forgot about ridic- that. Yeah. Like when just. When you think he's going to stop, he just kept <laughs> going. I mean, yeah. And uh, thank you for bringing that up, Marty. And uh, as as much as you think I would have been able to recreate that scene, <laughs> I cannot. I can, I, and I I saved that for All Star as an umpire. I saved that for All Star games only. I cannot do the split. I have done everything but the split. Sure, you could once. Once. <laughs> yeah, we can all do the split one time. <laughs> Better be at the end of the game. Singing <laughs> perpetual soprano, but or uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no, wasn't for me. But yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Marty, and yeah, um, Enrico Palazzo. Much love, much love, Frank Trevin. Rest in peace. And can Less we talk about how we, can we talk about how he butchered the national anthem? Because because that's, what, that's <laughs> yeah. what happens when you hire a Canadian to sing our but anthem. This is the Canadian show. <laughs> Never thought about that. And I, I, Mr. Patriotism, I actually did that at a baseball game once. And the, the, the looks that I got were I never, again, you want to talk about doing it once, one time and one time only. Bunch of bombs in the air. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> Which brings us back to my favorite toque. Here we are. Boxing day. There we go. Straight. It's Canadian show. It, it, it's Canadian show, but <laughs> some would call this a beanie. I they call this mar- a toque. They have Marines up there, don't they? Canadian, Canadian Marines. Marines. Yeah. yeah. I think they call them Mounties. I, I, <laughs> and never forget, winning is half the battle. 
<laughs> yes, losing is half the battle. What I'm concerned with is all of the battle. Christine, over to you after an untouchables oh, quote. We're going to okay. go to a we'll Chicago gallery. Well, before I get to my gold medal winner for um, Canadian actors, I have a couple. Um, <laughs> I must have like at least a little bit of Italian in me because I like to talk with my hands. Um, I have a couple uh, honorable mentions uh, this evening. Of course, Mike Myers is one of them. Um, you know, coming off of his, um, you know, Saturday Night Live. And granted, those were not the funniest years of Saturday Night Live, but he kind of made what? it good at some point. They were, they were pretty good. The Phil Hartman years are the best years. But whatever. Go on. As Eric right, said. That's a different what? show. But, um... <laughs> what? That's a separate show. And Dan agree, Andrews, is another honorable mention. You heard here first, folks. We will be doing the finest, our favorite SNL years. That's a different show. Okay. What? Different show. Oh, SNL actors uh, we can do on a separate night. So Mike Myers Mike and Dan Aykroyd, those are my two honorable mentions for this evening. Um, I have to mention it, um, you know, just... And I think it's kind of funny how John Candy, Mike Myers, Dan Aykroyd, they were in very prevalent Chicago movies as well. Um, but yeah, they, they're a treasure. And Three orange whips. Them. But what? Three orange whips. Yes, three orange whips. Is it? So three? I haven't eaten. Three or but, um, three. I'm going to go with my number one Canadian actor is actually a duet because I don't think that you can mention one without the other from their SCT day, SCTV days. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! To Schitt's Creek, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy are Damn my you. number one Canadian actors. They are a pair. They're a match set. They're beautiful together. Everywhere you see them, I freaking love them. Schitt's Creek is one of my favorite Creek is favorite so good. TV shows. So Love good. for guest movies. Um, had no idea when oh, I saw them back in the Mighty Wind. Days. Oh my God. Best in show. We could go well, on for hours. Your two honorable mentions are my two honorable mentions. Okay. And keep, oh, keep Eugene Levy. Chicago, the, so close. She was uh, uh, Macaul uh, Macaulay Culkin's mother. She was Macaulay yes. Culkin's mother in Home Alone. She, she was. She was. Mm -hmm. Terrible mother. And, and, and Eugene terrible. Levy. Phenomenal, along with John Candy in Splash. Yes, which took place in New York. <laughs> My favorite role of his is uh, Best in Show. Well, besides Shit's Creek, uh, Best in Show. Just Best in Show. Oh my gosh! Oh, that the and the, oh, just so, so freaking funny. Where's the bee? But that wasn't him. That was a well, different. If I just commented. But love that movie. <laughs> oh, good. So. My favorite character in Best in Show is all of them. Yes. <laughs> so great. All I love of that movie. Oh, we could do a show we on that movie. Watch that movie uh, oh, easily. I, yeah. I, I think I, I also envision a favorite mockumentary coming up. Yes. Ah. Oh gosh, yes. Well, shit. There's mine. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, spoiler alert. My favorite mockumentary stars Kevin Bacon. Jim, to you for your number one or or gold or whatever. Okay, 
Well, my number one got swiped by you for Leslie Nielsen, but that's fine. Uh, I'll, well, I'll you stole my Michael Z. Fox, so quit hey. throw quo. Yeah, Go yeah. on. Canadians are nice people. Let's be nice. Jim, it's okay. Just scream into the mic and you can just have it back. Yeah. What? You know the reason why Canadians are so nice, right? Because they channel all their anger into the geese. <laughs> Scientific fact. You want to be a Canadian idiot? Okay, so I will pivot, and my new number one is Rick Moranis, one of my one of my favorite comedic actors. He, you know, he was kind of a square peg in a round hole as a, as a leading man, but he was so perfect in so many movies, uh, and, and even in, in supporting stuff like like Parenthood, uh, leading stuff like uh, uh, the one about the killer plant. Of course, is I'm forgetting titles, but little shop, uh, little shop of horrors. Thank you. But yeah, everything he was in, he was he was so great. And uh, unfortunately, uh, sadly, he had to drop out of acting after his wife passed away to become a to be a full time dad. Uh, and uh, you know, absolute props to him for that, putting his family first, and probably getting out of that that cesspool of Hollywood with, with, at the right time. But um, yeah, fantastic actor, fantastic person. Uh, makes me laugh my, in my everything he's in. My Blue Heaven. Love that movie. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's funny. Vegetable. It's, it's a vegetable. Yeah, love that movie. And, yeah. You need to answer to Goodfellas. Can't go wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently that movie started as like somebody saying, hey, can we, can we take Goodfellas and make it funny? And that's, <laughs> no, that's no, what it turned I, no, into. No, no, it, it goes yes. further. Oh, wow. Uh, we need a, tr a movie trivia with Eric right now. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, that movie. You school me? You feeling sassy? This is uh, Goodfellas based off the book Wise Guy by Nick Pileggi. Nick Pileggi's wife, Nora Ephron. Oh, That's right. I did not know that. Nora that Ephron. So she was, she had all of his notes from Wise Guy, which became Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. And then she made a comedic Goodfellas. That uh, Steve Martin's character is essentially Henry Hill when he went into witness uh, protection program. Wow. Genius. I didn't know that. Tri right down there. Trivia with Jim Culver. Trivia with way, way to go, King Jim. on the show. But nice. I, I can pull some shit out of my ass. That was nice, Jim. Thank as well. I didn't know that, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it said right there it was me. Yeah. Yeah. I, Jim Culver. Yeah, it's they they should show those on a double bill, Goodfellas and My Blue Heaven. Oh it's basically gosh, the same awesome. it's the same yes. story to throw told through told two totally different perspectives. Like well it's um it's it's the sequel, exactly. right? It's it's just Goodfellas too. Kind of, yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, it After he became a schnook and he was he was eating his uh spaghetti yeah. sauce that tasted like ketchup. That was Steve Martin. Look at that. Yep. Exactly. Except it was. I'm going to start calling it Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 mo that movie taught me what arugula is, by the way. I had no clue. <laughs> I knew, I didn't know what it's arugula was. Right? <laughs> exactly. All right, Marty, over to you. All right. So, enough fun. Let's get serious. This person, this actor, is not only a great actor, been in great movies. I think he's my favorite famous person. I think I just now thought of that. So, but I think he is. And I think Christine has already guessed. Uh, it is Bodie himself, Keanu Reeves. 
I didn't guess that, but that's no, Johnny his name is Johnny Utah, <laughs> and he was the coolest quarterback ever. Anyway, sure, yeah. from Bill and Ted's Point Break, love Constantine, so good. Obviously, I was genre. shocked he was Canadian. Yeah, well, he's awful nice, so there you go. Uh, you know, the Matrix, <laughs> most of them were good. Um, yeah, I just no, just the first one. Yeah, uh, Johnny. New- the second one was okay. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic. I liked it. I thought that was cool. It was odd, quirky type thing. And also, it didn't get a lot of love, but he, he was in The Replacements, and he was very good in that. And I liked that movie. Eric did not. It was fun in Parenthood. Not- Parenthood. There you go. Yeah. And I can't believe you're, yeah. you're you're leaving out one of my favorite roles from him. Well, first off, River's Edge. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. One of the first role that was pre Bill and Ted, yeah. and that movie is that movie deserves. I think another nomination for a future show will be greatest under the radar eighties movies. Yeah, that was really now, good. Now you have one oh, of my top three. I don't know if I can get yeah. it down to. I don't know if I can get it down to three. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I love that guy. So, so I forgot to do my honorable mentions, but I'll do them right now. Well, uh, yeah, just very quickly, Devil's Advocate. Also, well, I love yes, Devil's Advocate. Say that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that he, was a good movie. Um, I like him in so many things. Speed. I don't speed. I didn't even really like the movie that much, but I I just like him so much that it made a mediocre movie pretty good for me. Uh, I just I'm a big, big, big Keanu Reeves fan. Always have been, and he's my favorite action. You know, uh, over Stallone and Schwarzenegger and the rest. Uh, I like him the best. I just I do. We'll he's my kind of my kind of dopey. Can I give you a recommendation, Marty? You ever, uh, heard of a, you ever heard of a movie called uh, Destination Wedding? I have not. It's it's with him and Winona, Winona Ryder. Came out a few years ago. It's it's kind of an anti romantic comedy. Basically, the two of them are like. go go to, go to like a, a destination wedding together as guests, and they they hate each other. They hate people. They hate romance. They hate weddings. They hate everything. They're the they're two complete curmudgeons, and they kind of slowly. Fall, fall for each other. It's so funny. It's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Okay. And the two of them, and the two of them chew on their lines like beautifully. It's so it's really funny. You can watch the trailer online. I, I think it's on Prime. It used to be, if not if not anymore. But yeah, it's really entertaining. You should check that one out. Awesome. Uh, real quick, uh, I do have one last uh, honorable mention that I didn't put before because I'm not good at this. Um, Ryan Reynolds. He's just my kind of clever funny i i dig it uh mostly deadpool but uh van wilding and uh waiting was really good i even liked him in that uh kind of kids movie free guy um free guy is amazing that might be my favorite ryan reynolds i just i uh, oh my gosh that was such a good movie wow over over deadpool wow I wouldn't say it's better yeah. than Deadpool, but it's entertaining. Like that's uh you know one of my top action super duper dude movies. Superheroes. Uh just I because it was played in a really cool way. It wasn't uh for the kids necessarily, even though I took my eight-year-old grandson to that movie and I got some looks. <laughs> And guess who didn't care? This guy. This is why didn't you can care. party with my dad, Marty, because, again, nine-year-old Eric, Animal House. So, yeah. Yeah, yep. my old man did it all the time. Oh, it's not that scary. Dad, it's called The oh. Exorcist. I'm terrified. 
Question, You're fine, boy. Right here You're on fine. AOTP. Rest in peace, Pablo. Rest Pablo. in peace. Man. He's right, right there over I'm, my I, it's, it's, it's There's not much left, but this is for your dad, Marty. Mine has water now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Ice Didn't meet him, but shots. Shots. And as always, he's right over my shoulder here. Wonderful. All right, Eric. Cool. Well, you. I, this, this is like, a, a, let's see, a caddy corner thing. There, there, I can't figure it out. Jim and I are bouncing back and forth. I, well, no, he's caddy corner for me. He's diagonal for me. So, uh, I. We know still, where he is. I'm still sticking with it. I, to me, much like you can't have Larry Bird without Magic Johnson or Magic Johnson without Larry Bird, you cannot have Rick Moranis without Dave Thomas. Although Dave Thomas has not gone on to as prolific a career outside of the Bob and Doug McKenzie thing as as Rick Moranis has, I still, I, I as I mentioned earlier, I didn't watch a lot of SCTV. Once I did, though, I was drawn immediately to Bob and Doug McKenzie, the Great White North album. And then, you know, later in life, I had the very fortunate chance. I was a sound alike for Rick Moranis. And I ended up driving Dave Thomas to the Animation Awards. I was able to top shop, talk shop with that guy and just Bob and Doug McKenzie, Great White North, Strange Brew, hands down one of my favorite movies ever. And I, I still can't believe that that movie flies under far too many people's radars as one of the greatest movies of the 80s. Wall can Wall. I, can I? Can I? Go ahead. How's it going, eh? I'm Bob McPansy. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? So, now, my friend uh, in, in high school, Great White North. Everline and I, we I, we would do them back and forth. I was Bob, he was Doug. Rick and as Jim mentioned, Rick Morantz, all and all the things Rick Morantz has done. And Jim, tri trivia, can we have trivia with Jim Culver back up, please? Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jim, but wasn't the part of of uh, Lewis Tully in Ghostbusters originally written for John Candy? Uh, yes, it was. See, they, which brings us, we, we love SCTV on this show, folks. Yeah. They were and the cream of the crop back then of comedians, you and know. And on the note, Joe, Joe Flaherty has enjoyed a nice career. Yes. Uh, subsequent to, to SCTV, but mm -hmm. Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas, Bob and Doug McKenzie, Canadian treasures as far as I'm concerned. They, they are collectively my number one, my gold medal. They share it. And you said there'd be no rush. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to that part yet. We're no getting rush there, Marty. We're going to try and tighten this show up. But, you know, folks, in the new year, we may be tightening up our three first to a half an hour. No more, no less. I don't know. I thought I was getting tired. Day after Christmas, <laughs> we're having fun. Obviously, the Christine's awesome drink is coursing through my veins. But, uh, yeah, so for right now. What she's doing is that Pan's Labyrinth that you're doing now, Christine? That's for you, Jim. You had to remind me of that. Blinking, oh, that's me <laughs> blinking my eyes at you because you just drank that drink. So now that our Canadian actors are done, right now we are going to go to our favorite Canadian band, 
you know, if you want it to be rushed, I want to start the, the caveat. Screw the caveat. Okay, well then, Christian. Then right now, folks, because because Canadians are such nice people, we're gonna go instead of clockwise now. If you're watching on on YouTube, we're gonna go counterclockwise, starting with Marty, favorite Canadian band, which may or may not be Rush. Go ahead. Well, you know it is Rush, but uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, well, since I have the spotlight on me. Uh, I'll throw out of my few uh, honorable mentions. Whoa, that is a voice. He's in full screen. Face for radio. Uh, so uh, I'm going to steal maybe somebody's, maybe not. Joni Mitchell, Gordon Lightfoot, amazing. Uh, there's a couple others that I think uh, one of you guys might pick, so I won't do honorable mention on them. Don't forget Anne Murray. Anyway, mine is Triumph. I know they didn't have the popularity of rush but i love that band i love rick emmett he's an amazing musician uh he does incredible things with a guitar and it makes my naughty parts go tingly triumph and marty i can't believe you didn't bring this up so i will I, i've I will, seen him thrice i will not lobby the softball because because you were at the metal day that back, back in the day you were there for steve jobs's Fabulous day. You got to see Triumph that day. I did. And uh, what happened that day, you see what happened was, uh, <laughs> what happened that day is when Triumph came on, a lot of people thought, hey, I'm going to go get a beer. And people started getting up and sort of heading in that direction. And they started playing. Uh, and it was a lot of people stopped in their tracks and just turned around wherever they were and watched Triumph because they were that good. They were just fantastic, and by the end of the set, people were going crazy. And these are people that got up to go get a beer. They were they were fantastic. Uh, only bested by the Scorpions that day. They were fantastic. See, folks, that know, know your friends and then know <laughs> your audience. I was able to get an extra triumph story out of Marty on that one. Yeah, I was. I was not going to do it just because you know, in the interest of time. But hey, thank you. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Triumph. Over to you, Jim. Okay, my pick is a, a band that I've been a fan of going back to college. One of my all-time favorite bands, and I got to see them live a couple times. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Dude. Such an awesome band. Put on a great live show. Uh, they're hilarious, and yeah, I've, I, I love pretty much all their albums. And given the time of year, I, I will point out that they do a really good cover of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen uh, with Sarah McLaughlin. Huh. Wow. No kidding. Yep. Uh, how old are you, Jim? <laughs> 44. All right. So my my wife's about the same age, and she loves Bare Naked Ladies. Loves them. Yeah, they're awesome. You get a chance to see them in concert. Worth They're worth doing. We, Weird Al is Perry. I've seen them many, many times. Yes. Don't forget to bring the mac and cheese. That's right. Oh. But we would eat craft dinner. Yes. Absolutely. And I even saw one year when I was living in Chicago in the 90s, they, because, uh, what? Did I do right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, joke, I'll explain. The people explain. on the right side of the screen, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, they got that joke. The people on the left side, Martin Zamora and I, right over both of our oh, okay. okay i will explain for you plebs. wait i'm gonna guess is it because like a rocky horror a million thing? dollars 
for the song, if I had a million dollars, there's a, there's yeah. a line about craft dinners or we yeah. wouldn't have to eat or macaroni and cheese, dinner. as we call it. Yes. And, and when they do that, you're supposed to throw macaroni and cheese up on the stage. And All right, that's right. Yeah, yes. Very good. I thought it was Rocky Horror thing. There you go. And when I was Very, living yeah. in um, Overland Park, because I graduated from Oakland University, and they had a um, an outdoor amphitheater there, and people were like chucking it, and it was like cloud of orange over the <laughs> audience, and it was just nuts. I believe it. It was super fun. But I actually saw them because you know in the mid '90s they were really big, and the um, the uh, um, radio station that I used to listen to XRT was big fans of bare naked ladies and they even brought them in to do a Christmas show. And, um, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun to see them like at a, just at a bar in Chicago and they did all Christmas tunes and, um, it was very quirky and fun and they're just, they're just a fun band to see. So for sure. Great pick. Jason Priestley of all people did a documentary about them called the, called really? bare, naked, bare, bare naked in America. It's called. Hmm. So, Jason Priestley, correct me if I'm wrong, another Canadian, yes? Indeed. There probably why he's probably such a fan of theirs, but... And there you go. All right, yeah, Christine. Well, no Blue Rodeo. <laughs> okay, so we had to get to me eventually, I suppose. But, of course, you know, <clears throat> grew up, went through my lover boy phase, went through my tragically hip phase, went through my Sarah McLaughlin phase, but... And so many great classic bands, BTO, and, you know, could name a bajillion of them, of course. April Wine. Everybody loves April Wine. Yes, of course. But I'm thinking about this one Canadian band. In my lifetime, and since 2000s, um, Arcade Fire has been it for me. Like, I freaking love Arcade Fire. And... I saw them play live at Starlight Theater. I know it's a different name now outside of Kansas City. 15 people on stage. There was so much going on. Um, the National opened, which was super fun. Great band as well. Dude had a broken foot. Um, but Arcade Fire, they were so entertaining to see live. I may have even been pregnant at the time, but just it was amazing seeing them live. Um just so much energy and yes um their lead singer's a little weird his wife too um i think their lead singer has come under fire recently for um uh like sexual assault or something like one of their openers claimed that he had sexually assaulted her or made her really uncomfortable on the road or something Pushing that aside, don't want to get into any of that politics or, you know, recent events or anything, but they're just an amazing band. They make incredible music, very eclectic, very um, uh, just, just indie. It's, they're amazing. Love them. I must admit, I don't know much outside of the playlist I occasionally hear with you. But no, I, I mean, I, I <laughs> but you might made me a comp disc of theirs. I mean, they're solid. <laughs> no beef here. That's a okay. badge of honor. You, <laughs> like, you like who you like. They don't have That's to be right. enormous. Right. They don't have to be rushed, damn it. There are tons of bands who came, came out of the Great White North, and Arcade Fire is one of them. And, you know, it's uh, it's 20. You've named a 21st century band. 
I mean, really and there are bands that has worked with Peter Gabriel. Like they were on his Scratch Scratch My Back album. Yeah, I mean, definitely check it out. Like they're they're amazing. They're good. Well, I'm going to go back to Marty's era, my, my Canadian band. And well, first, a, a, an honorable mention says no one else has brought him up. Brian Adams. There are few people who can write who has pop sensibilities, whether it's with him, whether with uh, whether it's with his usual writing partner, Jim Valance. Brian Adams has a great pop sensibility. Unfortunately, got bogged down in too many of those sappy ballads that were on, you know, what whether it's the uh years or you know the, the Robin Hood soundtrack. But you go back to you know uh you know run, run, but the, the reckless Ready. album. I mean it's like Brian Adams deserves to be on at least one of our, and I'm not sure if that's what Marty was talking about that we would bring up with uh, an honorable mention, but Brian Adams, if it wasn't for this other band, Brian Adams would have been my number one, but Paul Westerberg from The Replacements, my all-time favorite songwriter, Mo Berg from The Pursuit of Happiness, my number two songwriter of all time. The guy is just silly and quirky and Gets the human experience that I think uh, if I'm, I might be butchering this as a super fan. I'm embarrassed, but I believe their greatest hits compilation, the first one anyway, was called Sex and Food. He metaphorically, he he, get, he just writes fun, fun stuff. Their first album, Love Junk, per, pop, Power Pop Perfection, produced by Todd Rundgren from Utopia Days and beyond. They they are. I saw them open for the replacements back in '89. They are just an amazing live band. Love love junk. Looking for girls. I'm an adult now. In in three minutes, that guy captures the entire experience of what it's like to no longer be a teenager. And actually, you know, like, I, I got to get up and take on that world. It's no cliche. I, I'm an adult. And you're an adult. It's I'm, an adult. I'm, I'm an adult now. It's no cliche. It's the truth. <laughs> I say that at least once a week. I got to get up and take on that world. Mo Berg, The Pursuit of Happiness, All Hail from the Great White North. That is my number one Canadian band. All right. Right on. Now, and I'm guessing that I, Marty is, I know Marty has heard them because I played some, I played Love Junk for yes. him. Yes. Beyond that, though, Jim's right, like, huh? Who? It's I okay. Most yeah. people have done I've that. heard of them. Right. Yeah. Now, can we do a dishonorable not mentioned? We don't need I to think, bring him up. Oh, Mariah Carey. Okay, I won't say that. I won't say He's the from name. Long Island, and it's not Celine Dion either. Um, oh, that's I won't what say I was the name. Of. But sorry, they're would, the same. Would we all way. agree? Would we all agree that a a bunch of good music, and I know it's subjective, but a bunch of good music, but he's such a colossal douchebag that no one will admit they like him anymore. Nobody of any substance. I never even care. I, I think mm. I can five songs off the top mm. of my head for the guy we're talking. I don't even want to bring yeah. up his name. No, don't okay. say his name. I I liked him okay, but I not enough for the, who he is. He's the he's horrible. He's that said, the man whose name music. shall not be mentioned. After nine eleven, he wrote an amazing song in tribute to Todd Beamer and all the guys on mm-hmm. on that flight that that got down in Pittsburgh. Let's Roll Let's is an roll. amazing song. I will give credit where credit is due. But just like De Niro, he's the De Niro of rock and roll to me. 
Well, to, to, well, you'll, you'll appreciate this, Marty. Have you heard the story about him and uh, the mini feud? Or I don't know if it was a manufactured feud or not. But he and Glenn Fry from the Eagles had a feud uh, going on. Because he was making fun of Glenn Fry when they decided to be uh, have uh, – I remember they were getting corporate sponsorship for a tour. The Eagles were, or maybe it was Glenn Fry solo. I, I don't remember, but he, he made fun of them and, and, and called out Glenn Fry specifically. And Glenn Fry said, yeah, I'd rather do that than release a demo album every year for my fans and charge 10 bucks for it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually stuff. used to know his um, father-in-law. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and I remember bumping into him at an entrepreneur meeting and him grabbing my hand and going, do you know that my my stepson or not stepson, my um, son-in-law is a really old man? And I go, yeah. <laughs> he is. He was like, he is. That's weird. <laughs> Ultimate Classic Rock the other day, they put out like they ranked his albums worst to best. I'm like, you could have just stopped at worst. Yeah. <laughs> And That's I know in, 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 the, in the music community, they, they, they love it. Lyricist, lyricist. He's very well respected, but I, I never look, understood. To each their own. I liked the Freedom album. I liked, uh, what, what was the one that followed that where he brought back Crazy Horse? But anyway, not my cup of tea, but Marty, you are right. It's, you know. Let, 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 yeah. And if we're going songwriters. Mentioned. If we're going songwriters, the, uh, there's Joni Mitchell and Gordon Lightfoot. He doesn't compare if we're talking about songwriters. So. Sure. Absolutely. And a, a, a quick nod to it. My fir the first 45 I ever owned, Marty, was by Ann Murray. Snowbird. <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, but like, I, I will even that out. My grandfather, rest in peace, Papa Steve, the Marine in the family, uh, one of, uh, he bought me a, a record player and two 45s came with it. One of them was Ann Murray Snowbird. And the other one, Rubber Ducky, Ernie. Oh, yeah. I was six. Wow. And Marie Dingen played. Rubber Ducky got all the play in the house on that one. Wow. Yeah, that's that was, that was an essential in the 80s, wasn't it? Everybody oh, yeah. Had, had Rubber Ducky on LP. I Four, had it on not LP. LP yeah. 45. I had Rubber Ducky on 45 in the 70s, 1976. Wow. Maybe 75. Nice. But, we had the yeah. album. Yeah, I loved that. That was one of the first ones. It's awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. What a show, our, folks. Our, our Boxing Day special here on All Over the Place. Marty back in the house. Jim Culver in the house. Christine in the same house as I. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And this will be our final show for the year. And so, and I want to get a, a, a little uh, uh, happy right now. It's been an awesome year. We have loved coming to you every week this year on All Over the Place. We've been proud to partner up this year with Media Pub Live. And it's just been been a hell of a ride. We're looking forward to much more fun in 2024. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, just share us, like us, subscribe, 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 subscribe. We're, we're we're having a fun time. We're we're, we're glad. We're, we're so happy that you're along and listening to us. And to our, our neighbors up north, happy Boxing Day here on all from all over the place. And uh, thank you to you, Eric, for letting me do this. It's a blast. Uh, you're, here. You're, you're doing a cool thing Absolutely. here and i'm very proud of you well it's 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 my pleasure my honor guys I'm, I'm glad this team of four is together tonight for our last show of the year much love all around all over the place coming at <laughs> you here folks and christine why don't you give us your, your patented 
Bye-bye. You've been listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. If you like what you've been listening to, and you know you have, be sure to share it with friends and family, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. Content contained herein have been the opinions of the hosts, the producer, and the guests only. You have listened at your own risk. 